Greetings, beautiful women of God, in the name of Jesus. Today, we will be continuing on the subject that was taught last week about new things are coming. Today's theme will be how to embrace the new things that are coming. You know, as much as the Lord is doing new things, we need to also learn how to embrace these things so that these things will not pass us by. You see it, you perceive it, you declare it, but it needs to also manifest in the realm of the physical. As much as we are declaring it in the spiritual, as much as we are seeing it in the spiritual, but it also needs to manifest. It cannot just be a word up there in the air, but it needs to be manifest in the flesh. We need to see these new things. We need to partake of these new things. We need to embrace these new things that the Lord says that he is doing. Our scripture from last week was Isaiah 43 verse 18. It said, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of all Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. That one we have been taught last week. The Lord spoke to us last week that he is doing something new. This thing has never been done before in your own life. You have never experienced it before. You have never seen it before. But God is doing a new thing. One of the new things that the Lord said he's going to do in this new season or in this things that are new that are coming. He is going to restore relationships. God is going to restore relationships. He's restoring those broken relationships. There are relationships that have been in your life, but in the past season, there was attacks on those relationships. There was strife. There was uh, sadness. There was pain. There was uh, fighting. Some of them, were, they were fired. Some of them, there was offenses. Some of them was just strife, but it was all coming from the enemy because the enemy is the one who brings division and not God. So God is going to bring about those people back into your life because you need these people and they also need you. These people are destiny helpers. These people are, are aligned to your destiny like Ruth and uh, Naomi. These people, you need them. There are breakthroughs that you are seeking for. There are places that you need to go to and these people are there to be your destiny helpers to be your companions in the purposes of God for your life and also you will be also used instrumentally in their own lives so that God can be able to do what he has predestined to do in their lives so we need to have kingdom relationships as women hallelujah women we need to have kingdom relationships we need those uh, Elijah Elisha kind of relationships we need those um, uh, you know, those Elizabeth, Mary kind of relationships, those relationships that will help you to birth forth the purpose of God for your life. We cannot do these things on our own, but God will send forth help. It will be God will be doing it for his glory, but he will send humans to assist you and to align you to his purposes for your life. So we need to have godly relationships. I know sometimes when these people come back, it might not be easy because you might reject them again. You might, you know, you might be in pain again, but as we were closing last week, the Lord reminded us of um, 
of uh, of Ephraim, you know, that Joseph, uh, God gave Joseph Ephraim and Manasseh. So we need to have Ephraims in our lives. We need to have Manasses in our lives so that we forget that which we've been through and also that we may partake of the new things that are coming. So in each and every one's life, you need, if you are a Joseph of God, you need to have an, an, an Ephraim. If you are a Joseph of God, you need to have a Manasseh so that you may be able to forget completely what you went through, the evil, the hard times, the difficulties that you went through so that you may partake of the new things, of the fruitfulness of the new things. These things that are coming are going to give you fruitfulness. These things that are coming are going to cause breakthroughs. These things that are coming are going to be great. These things that are coming are going to be extraordinary. These things that are coming are going to be excellent things, good things, great things that you never even perceived. The Bible says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no has it perceived nor has any heart perceived the things that which God is about to do. God is about to do great and mighty things. God is about to do excellent things. God is about to do things that your eye has not seen, nor your ear has heard, not even your heart has perceived the things that which God is going to do. You know, God is going to do things that even if you were told, you would not even have believed it. But God is about to do those things that even though you would have been told, you would not have believed lived these things God wants to do the impossible God wants to do that which no man said can be done in your life God wants to do the great and mighty things that even if you were told you never would have believed it you never would have said it can happen to you maybe you thought your neighbors can have it maybe you thought your friends may have it maybe you thought that your family members may have it but you disqualified yourself because of your present circumstance. You do not look on the things that are that are present, but you look on the things that the Lord says. Do not limit yourself by what you think of yourself, but look at yourself by the way God sees you, for there is a way that God sees you, and that way is in the Bible. You need to spend some time in the Word. You need to soak yourself in the Word and believe the Word and walk by faith and not by sight. This is the season where we need to walk by faith and not by sight for there are great and mighty things that which the Lord is about to do in the nations, in the nations of the world, in our territories, in our communities, in every sphere and domain of society. There are great and mighty things that the Lord is about to do, but he wants us to believe his word. He wants us to understand his word. He wants us to take him on his word. He wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. He wants us to see it the way he sees it, for there is a way that seems right to a man, but it says therefore is death. There is a way that God wants to take you, and that is not the way of man. Therefore, you need to inquire of the Lord. You need to inquire of the Lord that you don't do your own 
something, but that you will do the thing that God is leading you into. God wants us to obey him. God wants us to obey him. How do we embrace these new things? By walking in obedience to the voice of God. God wants to direct our path. He wants to lead us by the way. He wants to go before us and with us. He wants to carry us into the new things, but he needs for us to be obedient. These things will come when we obey. These new things will manifest when we obey him. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 15, 22, it says it is better to be obedient than to bring sacrifices to God. God does not look for sacrifices, but he is looking for obedience. May you be the one that will obey the Lord so that you may partake of the new things that he wants to bring into your life. All that is needed is our obedience. All that is needed is your obedience. May this be the day where you decide I will walk in obedience to the voice of God. Yes, it might not suit my flesh. It might not be my will. It might not be the way I wanted to go. It might not be the direction I wanted to take. But I will say yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your ways. God all he wants. All that God wants is a yes from us. Yes to your will. Yes to your ways. His ways are higher than our ways. His will is better than our will. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God wants us to obey him. God wants us to walk in obedience. A high level of obedience to him. All he needs is that we will obey him. All he wants is obedience. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, If you will obey, he will set you high above the nations. There are places where you need to go. And even if you try it by yourself, you can't do it. But it will only take God and obedience to him. He'll open doors before you that no man can open. And that is the God we serve when we obey. You need to obey so that God can set you above nations, high above them, so that you may be able to partake of the new things, so that you may see the new things and do the new things that God has predestined for you before the foundations of the earth. And if you want to possess the land, Deuteronomy 4 verse 1, if you want to possess the land, you need to walk in obedience. Obedience is the hand that will cause you to receive the land. Maybe you are looking for land. Maybe you are looking for property. Maybe you are looking to own a land and your obedience. It might not be the place where you want to stay. It might not be the land you are looking for. It might not be the community or the environment you are looking for. But if God says this is it, you need to obey him. You need to walk in obedience and agree with the heaven strategy for your life. Because some other times we choose according to our own flesh. But God has hidden those things that we may be able to be tested in the area of humility. He wants to test your humility. He wants to test how far will you 
you go? How long will you go? In order to, for you to have that which is great and you want to have. So there are things, there are times where God will lead you to a place and when you look at it, it is not nice at all. It is not bling at all. It is not what I hope for at all. But God knows there are treasures that are hidden in jars of clay. I don't know the clay that is hidden your treasures. I don't know the clay that your treasures are hidden in. But it will take your obedience for you to open the treasure box for you to get your treasure inside that clay. Clay looks familiar. Clay looks not unique. Clay does not look unique. Clay looks ordinary. Clay may be things that you undermine. Clay may be things that you think, no, they're not good for you. Clay may be things that you think are, you know, a lower lower level. Clay may be things that you think are too insignificant. Clay may be things that you look down upon but God puts treasures in jars of clay. I don't know the places where God is leading you and you are saying no Father God this is not the place I want that house I want that piece of land I want that building for my proper for my business I want that building for for you know for the organization I'm in I want that business I want that territory I want that environment I want that society but the one that God is leading you into is the one where your breakthrough is is the one where your treasure is is the one where the greatness upon your life is. So walk in humility and begin to access the heaven strategy for your life and obey the Lord. No matter how painful it may be at times, no matter how hard it may be at times, but obey the Lord. When there is obedience, you will receive the reward. When there is obedience, you will partake of the heaven strategy for your life. Therefore, we need to walk in obedience. You need to obey the Lord. Whatever direction he says you must take walk in obedience to him and you will surely receive that which he has for you how do we embrace the new things walking in obedience how do we embrace the new things forgiving those that have wronged you there i said that there are relationships that the lord is bringing restoration he is realigning them again he's bringing those people that have hurt you that have bruised you that have looked down upon you but he, all he wants is that you will forgive them god is a god who forgives and therefore we also need to learn to forgive how can you be forgiven by your father in heaven when you do not forgive your own brother which you see here in the earth so we need to obey in the book of Hebrews 12 verse 8 God forgives and he remembers our sins no more you need to forgive you need to also remember their sins no more don't judge them by the sins they have done. Don't judge them by what they have taken you through. Don't remember their wrongs no more. So, number one, we walk in obedience to God. Number two, we need to forgive. Number three, forgive them and keep the record of their sins not. Do not remember their sins. Do not remember what they have done to you. Just like our Father in heaven, 
keeps no records of wrongs. He, the Bible says that he, he forgets our sins. He removes our sins. As, as far as the east is to the west, that's what the Lord does. So also we need to not remember the sins that people have done. You know, the Bible says that he is God who blots out our transgressions. So we also need to walk like him and be like him and blot out the transgressions that people have done by remembering them no more. Mante bebesito, rupa kita lamante bebesitaya, rumande besikayoto. Remember their sins no more. Forgive them and remember their sins no more. Isaiah 43 verse 25. He who blots out our transgressions will remember our sins no more. And the next point is, do not play the cassette of their wrongs. You know, there are spirits and demons that are called memory recall demons. They come at a certain time. They come at a certain place. They come so that you, 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 you may be grieved again, so that you may be hardened in heart again. They come so that you may, you know, remember the sins of the people, so that you may be offended again. These the memory recall spirits, they want to hold you captive so that you will not move on and partake of the new things that the Lord is bringing to you. So don't remember these things that they've done to you no more. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So I want you to use Matthew 18 verse 18 and begin to bind every spirit, every demon of memory recall that has been coming against your life, that has been coming to you at certain times, at certain season. You remember exactly what those people have done to you. You recall their sins. They play a tape in your mind and you allow the enemy to play the tape. But as from today, begin to bind. Just pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit of memory recall that comes to me at a certain time, at a certain season, at a certain point in my life. Today, your spirit of memory recall, I bind you and I cast you out of my life in the name of Jesus. I said, number one, you need to walk in obedience to the Lord. Number two, you need to forgive. Number three, remember their sins no more. Number five, don't play that cassette of their wrongs. Debind every memory recall spirit. Number five, you need to walk in love. Love those who have sinned against you. Love them with the love of God. The Bible say, you know, in the, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to verse 5, it talks about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not keep records of sin. 
Love does not keep records of wrongs. So if you love, if you have the love of God in you, it will help you to erase and to forget the record of sins that people have sinned against you. It will help you because when love abounds, then those sins, you will able to forgive them and walk in love and accept them again. As the people are being are coming back, as God is restoring those relationships, you would walk in love and remember no more the since they have done because the love of God is in you because the Bible says love does not keep records of sin it does not keep records of wrongs the next point is that we need to walk in inquiring of the Lord we need to inquire of the Lord at all times we need to inquire of the Lord Isaiah chapter 45 verse 11 we need to, you know, go back to God because we're saying we believe in God for new things. We need to ask God of the things to come concerning your life and concerning the work of his hands. Because the Bible says, ask of me of things to come concerning my sons and the work of my hands. So there are things that God is bringing, but he wants you not to be taken up by things that the enemy might want to bring premature so that you may do exactly the perfect will of God so that you may be in alignment with the perfect strategy of heaven for your life that the enemy will not you know derail you or the enemy will not hinder that which God wants you to partake of by bringing things that look like God even though they are not from God there are things that look good but their end is death. So which means that these things might be there, but they are not necessarily right for you to do. And that is not the will of God for you to do. So that's why we need to ask God. We need to inquire of him so that whatever we do, we do it according to his will, his perfect will, his perfect timing at the right time, at the right season in the name of Jesus. So we need to inquire of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 20 verse 12, the lovers of God in the, in the TPT version, the lovers of God have been given eyes to see with spiritual discernment and ears to hear. God has given you eyes to see. God has given you ears to hear. He has given you discernment. When you are a lover of God, you are someone who spends time with him. When you are a lover of God, you are someone who seeks him. When you are a lover of God, you are someone who daily thinks of him. A lover is someone who, whom, who constantly think you constantly think of. A lover is someone you can you know you can't wait to be with. A lover is someone you you know is your thought are always filled with this person, this lover of yours. So God wants us to be his lovers. God wants his lovers to, you know, to be, to, to know him more, to seek him more, to dwell in his presence. So when you are a lover of God, you are someone who daily seeks his face. You are someone who's driven and devoted to prayer, devoted to his presence, devoted to his word. You love him. You dwell in his presence. You you are directed by him. You are guided by him. You know his voice. You understand how he speaks because you are his lover. God is seeking for people that will be lovers of God. And lovers of God has eyes to see. He gives them eyes because they love him. Hey, 
Their eyes are not white shut, but their eyes are wide open. Their eyes are wide open. He gives them eyes to see. They see things before they come. They see things as they are in the realm of the spirit. They have discernment. They discern things. They are not taken up by all things, but they have discernment of the spirit. They are able to discern things. They are able to know right from wrong. They are able to know good from evil. They are able to choose right because their eyes see and their ears hear the voice of God. The more time you spend with him, you will know his voice. The more time you spend with him, you will know how he speaks. You will know how he, what he shows you and how to interpret what he shows you. He gives you eyes to see. You dream dreams. You see visions. And you get understanding of what he is saying. Because your eyes see clearly. Your eyes see right. Your eyes see exactly things as they are. As the way God shows you. So you need to be a lover of God. So that you may have discernment. Hande rebo sita. Ribo babo kimande. Lord is looking for lovers. And lovers of God will not be swayed to the left or to the right by circumstance. But they will discern the times. And what to do in those times they will know. Because they've got spiritual discernment. The next point. How do we embrace of the new things that are coming? We need to consecrate ourselves. Consecrate yourself. Like in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, when the Bible says, Sanctify yourselves, for the Lord is about to do great wonders in your midst. The Lord is about to do wonders in your midst. There are greater things that are coming. There are mighty things that the Lord is about to do. But he needs for us to consecrate ourselves. To put aside. To be consecrated is to put aside. To be sanctified is to put aside. Put aside time for him. Put aside your life for him. Don't be too much into the things of the world. Don't be drunk with the things of the world. Don't be drunk with materialism. Don't be drunk with the lust of the flesh. Don't be drunk with the love of the world. But put your life aside. Put your life aside so that God may use you and cleanse you and purify you and sanctify you for himself. God is looking for a people that he is going to use in the greater revival, in the coming outpouring, in the coming awakening of his spirit. God wants to use people, vessels that are ready for him. And therefore, may our hearts be cleansed. May we have clean hearts. May we have pure hearts so that we may be able to partake of the new things that God wants to do. There are great wonders that are about to happen in our midst. There are great wonders. There are miracles, signs, wonders that are about to be restored back to the body of Christ, to the people of God that have set themselves aside for God. God is 
setting aside some people. May you allow God to set you aside for a season so that he may prepare you, so that he may cleanse you, so that he may create in you a clean heart, so that he may, you know, uh, cleanse your hands. The Bible speaks about who may ascend to the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place. Those with clean hands and a pure heart. We need to have clean hands and pure heart in order to ascend to the hill of the Lord. There is strength needed to ascend the hill of the Lord. There is grace needed to stand in the hill of the Lord. Some people, they ascend, but they don't stand. But God is looking for a people that will not only ascend in the season to partake of the new things, but they will ascend and stand. They will ascend and, and also stand. They will ascend to the hill of the Lord and they will stand in his holy place. Standing means longevity. Standing means that you stand forever until Christ comes. Not that you partake of the things of God for one season and the next season you are down. Not that you partake today and tomorrow you are disqualified because of the things of the flesh or because of the attitude of your heart. But we need to change the attitude of our hearts so that we may be able to partake of the new things that are coming. Clean hands and pure hearts. Psalms 24. Verse 3, God is looking for people with clean hands and pure hearts so that they may ascend to the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place, consecrated, set apart for his use, him alone, a use for him, a valuable vessel for him, a cleansed vessel, a purified vessel, a holy vessel. The Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. God is looking for people that he may make holy. He wants to make us holy. Therefore, when we consecrate ourselves, he puts us aside. He makes us holy for himself. We are not holy. We are not perfect in the way we do things. We are not perfect in our walk with God, but he wants to perfect that which concerns us. He wants to perfect us for his use. He wants to deal with our characters. He wants to work on our character so that when we are there, we may be able to stand, that our character will not disqualify us and kick us out of the holy place of God. There is a holy place where he wants us to stand at and our character needs to be right. Our character needs to be like his character. We need to be like Christ in this world. We need to be like him in this world. And the other thing that God wants us to do in order to embrace the new things is to walk by faith. We need to walk by faith. You know, we need not walk by sight, but walk by faith. And by every way that comes out of the mouth of God. So we need to believe God for his word. We need to believe him for his word. We need to take him for his word. Walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look at the things. Don't look at the circumstance around you. You know, sometimes, at times, when the baby is about to be born, it normally becomes chaotic in the world. 
it becomes chaotic because the water breaks, the blood, the show comes, the blood shows, and the baby comes. I have never seen a baby that comes out and it's all clean, it's all goody goody. Even if it's an operation, even they have to, you know, do a cesarean section, they will have to cut the person. And when they cut the person, the water will be broken and also the blood will come out. So sometimes, don't look at the situation that, that seems to be, you know, chaotic around you. That is a conducive situation for the birthing forth of the miracle of God. Sometimes you want things to be perfect. Sometimes you want things to be perfect. But sometimes the, the, the chaotic, the chaotic experiences or things that are chaotic around you, it's an announcement that a son is about to be born, that a child is about to be birthed forth. There is a bad thing that will take place when you see things chaotic. Then you should know it's an announcement that there is something great that is about to come. So walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look at the circumstances around you and, and, and allow them to make you defeated or to have a negative mentality or to have, you know, a negative outlook at things. Yes, the situation may be negative. Yes, the things may be hard. Yes, the things may be difficult. But the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There is nothing hard for the Lord. There is nothing hard for the Lord. With God, all things are possible. God is a God of possibility. Whatever is not possible with man, it is possible to God. So we need to also walk by faith. The next point, we need to trust in God. Hebrews, uh, Proverbs 3 verse 5, we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and rely not on people, rely not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge the Lord. Let our dependence be on God. Even though God might be restoring godly relationships around your life because there are things that he wants to do, but you don't put your emphasis or your trust on people. You don't rely on people, but you rely on God. God is your source. God is your Jehovah. God is the Lord who provides for you. He is the one who takes care of you. He is the one who makes a road in the wilderness, which means that he prepares the impossible, a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. That is only God who can do it. There's no man who can make a road in the wilderness. There's no man who can bring rivers in the desert. It is only God that allows it to be so. So God is the God of the miraculous. He is the God of the impossible. With him, all things are possible. Sarah and Abraham wanted a child and God gave them a promise. God is a God who fulfills his promise. God is a God who fulfills his promises. They believed God for a child. They seeked God for a child. And God gave them a prophetic word. He gave them a word. He sent his angels and told them, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There is nothing too hard for the Lord. With God, all things are possible.
And the angel said, by this time next year, Sarah will be with her child. I am also here to tell you, by this time next year, you will be with her child. Believe God and his promises. Do not look at your circumstance. Yes, it might be hard for you to conceive spiritual things or to conceive the dream of God upon your life or even to conceive a child in the natural. But with God, all things are possible. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. With God, the impossible becomes possible. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. He wants to do the impossible in your life. He wants to do the, 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 the hard things in your life. He wants to do the difficult things in your life. He wants to do that which no man can do for you. You've been looking at men. You've been trying to please men. You've been trying to seek people to help you to get a business, that business uh, a solution, to, to get that tender, to get you know that promotion. But God says promotion comes from him. It does not come from the west or the east, but promotion comes from the Lord. Stop looking at people people stop relying on people but rely on me says the lord rely on me says the lord let your dependence be on me says the lord do not rely on men for men may hate and abuse you in the way but i am a good father i will never take you for granted i will never abuse you i will never distract destroy you but i am god and i will surely take care of you says the spirit of the living god man what is a hard thing? A hard thing is a difficult thing. It's a high thing. It's a hidden thing according to dictionary. It's something impossible. It's something that cannot be done. It's something that is not easy to bend or cut. It's something that is not easy to break through. It's something that is not understandable. It's not clear. You cannot do. But God says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Look at your circumstance and begin to remind your circumstance. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? You promotion, is there anything too hard for the Lord? You spiritual life of mine, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Even if it is your marriage, is there anything too hard for the Lord to mend your marriage? God is not a God of divorce. God is a God of families. Whether your family is being disunited, God says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Try him at his word. Try him. Test him on his word. He is a God who fulfills his promises. His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. The hard things are hidden things, things that are too high, things that are scarce for you to achieve. I don't know there are things you've been wanting to do for God. There are projects you have. There's a vision of God you have. There are assignments you have, but you say, Lord, where will my help come from? I don't have money. I don't have assistance. I don't have manpower. I don't have resources. I don't have anything. The only thing I have is a promise. But the Lord says today, is there anything to hide? for the Lord. He's the one who provides. He's the one who will take care of you. All you need to do is to obey the word of God and begin to do that which God said you must, you, 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 you must do and you will see God working wonders in your life. All you need to do is to obey. 
All you need to do is to walk in obedience. Hard things are difficult things. Hard things are things that you cannot do. You've tried to do it. You've tried in your career, but you have failed. You've tried in your marriage, but you have failed. You've tried in your finances, but you have failed. You've tried in business, but you have failed. You've tried socially, but you know, you know, in relationships, but you have failed. But God says, is there anything too hard for me? Just give it to me and you will see me doing wonders. Just give it to me for I am the God of my word. Just give it to me and I will surely cause the impossible to be possible. As long as you believe, as long as you walk by faith as long as you take me at my word there are things that are difficult there are things that are hard only God can do you've done your part you've been faithful you did a b and c you did the right things but still it fails is there anything too hard for the lord the lord is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask and think of him according to his power that works in you there is nothing too hard for the lord today i want to remind you that there is nothing that is too hard for the lord there is absolutely nothing in heaven in the earth there is nothing too hard for the lord because god is the creator of all things he is supreme he reigns over all things he reigns over all creation all creation was made by him he he can do the impossible he can move that person who's not even born again to come and fund that project he can cause that person who's not even born again to hire you in their business he can do the impossible he can get someone to come and mentor you so that you may break through in life so that you may break through in your business so that you may break through in your ministry God is a God of possibilities don't look at the way that are normal but look to God for God is the God who will do extraordinary things he is the God who fulfills his promises if he has promised you he will surely bring you to pass Arabasoto. Mantebe rita la babo suka la mantebe bebe bebe sita rikolo montolo babo bosoto. He's the God of all the people of the world. It says in other versions, Jeremiah thirty-two, verse twenty-seven. Is there uh, is there anything I can't do? In the easy version, it says, I am the Lord, the God of all people. Nothing is too difficult for me to do. In the NLT, it says, I am the Lord, the God of all the people of the world. Is anything too hard for me? In the CV version, it says, Jeremiah, I am the Lord God. I rule the world and I can do anything. God can do anything. God can move anyone, anywhere. God can give you properties that you are looking for. God can give you the land you are looking for for your business. God can give you the land you are looking for to start that project. God can give you the building, you know, for that rehabilitation center that you are looking to do. God is a God of possibility. He can move someone wherever. He says he rules the world. He is God of all people of the world. Which means that he can move someone, even in Asia, to come and locate you because they, God is preparing you to do what he called you to do.
He can send someone at any given time, anywhere in the world, to come and and locate you and cause you to get that piece of land and get that business breakthrough and get that funding and you get to do what God has called you to do. Don't put limits to God. He's a God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask and think of Him. So today we need to know there is nothing too difficult for the Lord. As we come to the close, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I want you to go back and look at that difficult thing, at that hard thing in your life that you have been dealing with for years, that you have been dealing with for days, that you have been dealing with for seasons, and begin to remind that thing that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Manta, you, my child, you, my child, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. You, my marriage, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. You, my ministry, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. You, my, my, my NGO, my NPO, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. You, my children, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. I don't know the hard place. It might be your children's behavior. It might be your husband's behavior. It might be your in-law's behavior. It might be in your workplace. You're being persecuted. You're being, you know, rejected. You're being isolated. You're being, you know, plotted against. But there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Mantolobosita. There is nothing to hold for the Lord. Look at that circumstance and begin to bring the word of the Lord and remind your situation. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings. This is your host, Zinzi Ngeva, on New Things Are Coming. Are you ready to embrace the new things that the Lord is bringing into your life? Join me every week for a word from the Lord and for prayers for God's intervention in every area of your life.